Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellen Becker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. We are located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're in that great big, beautiful town bank building. We are also located in the village of Whitefish Bay, and we're in the Equitable Bank building, which is directly across the street from Winkies and Kitty Corners from Sendex. So we always welcome um, you to stop in and to say hi. If you'd like to know more about Ellen Becker Investment Group, you can go to to um, ellenbecker.com. You can actually take a tour of our of our beautiful offices and and be introduced to all of the different advisors and people who work at EIG. My guest today, and it's always an absolutely um, fun fun show to do is Jonathan Jackson who is the artistic and executive director for the Milwaukee film and of course we are just around the corner <laughs> to kicking off um, the Milwaukee Film Film Festival but in addition to that I'm so excited that Jonathan is here because there's such great news and I'm sure that most of you have read about it but to really understand the impact that the Milwaukee Film Festival and the Oriental Theater and the variety of the different theaters we have um, on Milwaukee is just not only from an educational standpoint, but from an economic standpoint, from um, all of the different things and wonderful films that come to Milwaukee. And of course, EIG is all about education. It's something that from the very get-go when I started the company 20, just about 23 years ago, that we really wanted to provide education, not only through our clients and how we invest money, but through Money Sense, we've never sold a product on the radio show. And this will be starting in November, my 29th year doing <laughs> Money Sense. And so I still remember when I approached my boss and I said, I want to do this radio show. And on Mondays, I, I want to talk about elder care, and on Tuesdays, taxes, and Wednesdays. And he said, you want to do a radio show and not sell investments? <laughs> and I said, yes, because it's really about education, and it's, it's really about developing relationships. So I'm very grateful for that, and I'm grateful for my relationship with uh, Milwaukee Films. So, Jonathan, I'm just going to welcome you to the show. You've done this before, and you know that it's always exciting for the listeners to kind of get a little sneak preview of everything that's going to be happening. Yeah, and it's 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 funny because we're talking a little bit later this year. Yes. Uh, for those in the audience, I'm sure they know now, but the festival this year, the dates have moved back slightly, and it's October 18th to November 1st. And that's a move we made with the dates because it helps free up some really exciting uh, films that we're now able to include in the festival that we weren't able to include before. But you know, this is looking at our 10th anniversary. It's amazing to hear EIG has been around for 23 years now. Um, it uh, feels like quite an accomplishment for us now to be on the verge of launching our 10th anniversary festival. Um, and what we have in store for the public this year is, uh, I think, beyond what we've done before. Uh, it is all centered on the Oriental Theater, 
which is one of our lead venues. And excitingly, and you uh, mentioned some of this news, uh, Milwaukee Film, the nonprofit that puts on the annual Milwaukee Film Festival, actually just recently uh, launched running the Oriental Theater year-round. So the great, historic, wonderful, one-of-a-kind cinema, truly one of the best in, in the country, if not the world, is now run uh, year-round by Milwaukee Film. And that's really exciting for us. It allows us to accelerate the film festival. And, you know, I'm sure some of your listeners would also appreciate this, who, who frequent the Oriental Theater. We now have women restrooms on <laughs> the first floor, which is, you know, you would think in a 91-year-old building that they would have had women restrooms on the first floor, but they hadn't. Uh, and so we... Uh, through fundraising and through community support and, and uh, support and through philanthropy have been able to uh, invest significantly in the theater and intend to do that more over the next five years. Jonathan, when we talk about the, the theater and we talk about the providing more content and um, we've end it with some very unique series, the Black Series, and we've just got so many great things. How, how did this all unfold? Where did your vision start? Um, well, you know, it, there's a couple of places. One is that today uh, we are at the height of filmmaking, you know, that's ever been experienced in the world today. There's more films being made than ever before. Technology is more accessible than it's been before. Uh, the cost of making a film... Uh, at an extremely high level has decreased significantly because the technology is more affordable. Uh, but because of that, there are more films out there in the world than ever before. And there's actually, it's harder for the consumer to find and identify which films they should invest their time into and which films they should see. And so the beginning of Milwaukee Film is about creating a curatorial brand and identifying content that we think Milwaukee should spend their time watching. Uh, these films, diverse in nature, can appeal to, I think, any audience in the city. Their documentary, their fiction films, they're made in America, they're made in any continent on the globe, and there's just no other way for consumers to find them. Um, and what we do is, through the festival, we celebrate 300 of the best films of the year, and we build a huge event around that, a huge promotional opportunity and great educational experiences. At the core of it, it's viewing these movies and it's celebrating them and learning about them and communicating about them to your community. And now when you have the film festival, which has grown to become one of the top 10 in the country in terms of attendance, in terms of budget size, uh, in terms of number of films shown, um, we realized that in order to secure the future of the festival, we needed to have more control over the primary venue for the festival. It's not the only venue. We're in several other theaters around the entire city of Milwaukee and intend to expand that over the next few years. But we had to secure an anchor venue that we can then also shift from just 15 days of celebration of cinema to 365 days of a celebration of cinema. And through 
the leadership of our nonprofit, the leadership of the board of directors, the incredible philanthropic support uh, we've gotten uh, for a $10 million uh, fundraising campaign on the Oriental Theater, uh, we're now able to do that. And it's just going to grow the film festival over the next five years even more. And that's what we're truly excited How about. How unique is having our own venue right here in Milwaukee in comparison to other film festivals? How unique is the Milwaukee Film Festival? It's a, a great question. You know, right now, we're one of only four, or there's only four or five film festivals in the country that compare to us now. Um, there are very few film festivals that operate uh, theater on the scale of the Oriental Theater, three screens, a total of 1,500 seats in the building. Um, it's really Seattle International Film Festival, the Denver uh, International Film Festival, the Mill Valley Film Festival in uh, California, and those are really the three primary peers of ours. And uh, what we think is going to happen is when you also add in the education work that we do year-round with youth, over, over 10,000 youth served annually, and then the economic development work we also do through the Milwaukee Filmmaker Alliance, there aren't really a single peer in the entire country that also, you know, the Oriental Theater is just... You know, I've been to film festivals around the, the globe and been in some of the great theaters around the world, and I think the Oriental Theater stacks up with any of them, and, and that's just a, a, a special thing that we have here in Milwaukee and that we're going to use as a tool to not only build a great experience for Milwaukee, but build long-term uh, destination film festival that we think is going to attract the film industry from around the world, but also uh, tourists and really build this as a destination experience that Milwaukee can be proud of, like Summerfest or like other major, major events that the city can brand itself around and be proud of. My guest today is Artistic and Executive Director Jonathan Jackson of the Milwaukee Film Festival, and we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, let's look at what the the foundation of the Milwaukee Film Festival and how you build the types of shows, the types of film that people can see. And uh, with that, we'll be right back. shortly and we've been talking a little bit about the overall theater the oriental theater but jonathan i know for those people that are looking we've got the oriental theater there's the fox bay uh on silver spring road right by your office for eig and then the jan share studio and that's a new venue this year that's a uwm building and that's actually right around the corner from the oriental theater uh, we also have uh, cinema in Bayview, the Avalon Theater, great historic theater on Kinnikinnick. Um, right on the border of Milwaukee and Wauwatosa, we also have the Time Cinema. Um, and so spread out you know, throughout the city. And, and like I said earlier, as a tease to the future, um, we do intend to increase the number of venues in the next yes. several years to cover uh, all areas, you know, inside the city of Milwaukee, but then also more in uh, suburban communities throughout the area of Milwaukee. And 
would love would love to have a location long term near uh, your other office in Pewaukee. Yes, <laughs> you know, Jonathan, I've been so blessed to have been um, a director on the uh, Milwaukee Film Board, and when we sit down and talk about the different things that go on, I am always so amazed at how much is actually being done behind the scenes. And how many people it takes to not only um, see these films and look at the films and, and do the research on them and organize all the things that go on with the Milwaukee Film Festival. Can you talk about that foundation and how how these films are selected? And then also let's look at some. We've got some great stuff this year. Yeah. Every year we've got great things. But. I, I would even I would I would stack up this lineup against any other year and say we we truly have stepped it up a notch, both in in the the, the caliber and overall quality of the films, but also. You know, when when you come into Oscar season in in next year, you know, a lot of these films are going to be the films that are going to be talked about as the best films of 2018. Um, But, you know, just in terms of scale, Milwaukee Film Today, uh, we have 57 year-round employees that work for the organization. So this is becoming a a quite a big nonprofit. (laughs) It's doubled in size in the last two years. And we have a team... You know, I would say there's about 30 different staff members to varying degrees that participate in the programming of the festival. But beyond that, there's probably a team of close to 40 people that participate as volunteers on helping to select the films that make it into the festival. Um, It begins with traveling to the most prestigious festivals in in the U.S. and around the world. Uh, Two annual favorites that we love to go to are are the Sundance Film Festival and the Berlinale or the Berlin International Film Festival. But we probably attended about 20 20 to 25 different festivals this year uh, split up amongst the staff. Uh, and then we have a pretty rigorous research process where we've identified what we consider as the top uh, 40 film festivals in, in the world. And we sort of do rigorous research to track all the films in those festivals to see which show at the most film festivals, to see which win awards. And then we focus our energy on looking at those individual films and seeing if they're a fit for the Milwaukee market and to see if we think there's an audience here and if there's a a smart reason to show it because, you know, core to our spirit is community, uh, education, is learning, is international exposure, is ideas. And what we're trying to showcase in the festival is, you know, a forum for, you know, history, for the present day and for culture today. And, you know, I love, love the opening night film this year uh, in the festival. It was the audience award winner for the whole Sundance Film Festival this year. It's called Science Fair. It's a documentary. We've opened a few times with a documentary in the festival, but uh, this one nails the spirit of Milwaukee film because it's actually a film about youth. It's high school students competing in an international science fair competition. And uh, you might not think it, but it is one of the <laughs> most fun, thrilling films that you'll see all year. And then at its core, it's about kids learning and creating and inventing. And it's about passionate teachers who are driving these youth. And what to top it all off, uh, this film was made by a Milwaukeean. Uh, Christina Constantini uh, is the co-director of the film. She grew up here. She actually won the state 
uh, science fair competition uh, when she uh, was at university school in Milwaukee uh, as a high schooler, and that's what gave her the idea to do the film. Um, so that's going to be the big celebration on opening night and, you know, kicks off the 300-plus films in the festival this year. Uh, one film that I'd recommend to, to any audience, it's probably won literally over 30 audience awards around the country, is a film called Pick of the Litter. Uh, Pick of the Litter is a f- documentary about training uh, guide dogs uh, and about the process for dogs and what they have to go through to actually be certified as a guide dog. And it's so lovable, endearing, <laughs> and smart, and sympathetic. And, you know, I don't know. I love to see animals uh, and pets yes. on the big screen. Uh, but it's a unique relationship that maybe we haven't really seen how one does what one does to become a guide dog. But, you know, in the festival, there's plenty of great fiction films. Um, a lot of star power, uh, Penelope Cruz, Javier Bardem are in one of my favorites of the festival called Everybody Knows. Uh, that's a film actually directed by two-time Oscar winner, uh, an Iranian filmmaker, uh, who made The Salesman and A Separation. And it's a pretty rare feat as an international filmmaker, uh, to have won two Oscars. Um, so really recommend that. A film, uh, local film is a huge headline at the festival as always and there's such passionate uh support for local filmmaking but also it's filmmaking that stands up globally uh chip duncan's the first patient is featured in the festival as a spotlight presentation um chip is somebody we've screened multiple times in the festival and you know is a documentary and on par with anyone else in the country and and what's exciting about this film is he got access to a subject that's never gotten access to before, and that's actually looking at first-year medical students uh, behind the scenes at the Mayo Clim- Clinic as they do dissection of human cadavers. And it's a film that, you know, I had a very strong reaction to it the first time seeing it. It was fascinating to see this. It's not like anything I've ever seen before, and I learned a lot. I felt from watching it. I learned a lot about what a medical student goes through and their passion about learning and experiencing life, but also about my own physical body (laughs) and anatomy. I think also, Jonathan, I've seen that as well, is the, the transition that these students, these young med students go from the initial look at the cadaver to actually the appreciation of the Mm -hmm. cadaver. I thought that was absolutely stunning and well done. Yeah. And uh, the photography of the film is really exquisite. It's um, actually surprisingly entertaining, again. Um, and it's a film that uh, you know I think is going to create quite a buzz and a ton of people talking about it. Um, another film made by a local filmmaker uh, that I'm really excited about is called Pet Names. It's a fiction film. It actually uh, premiered at the South by Southwest film this year, uh, has secured distribution rights uh, nationally, um, and is by uh, an amazingly talented uh, 20-year-old filmmaker, female filmmaker, and it's actually her fourth feature film. (laughs) And, you know, this is, for me, the epitome of what Milwaukee Film is trying to do is to keep uh, uh, an amazing 
artists like Carol Brandt, the filmmaker for it here in Milwaukee. And so that, you know, we as an organization, as a nonprofit, you know, we can create a great film community here in Milwaukee. And that's what Milwaukee Film tries to do with the film festival and also through the Milwaukee Filmmaker Alliance, our trade association supporting the industry locally. My guest today is Jonathan Jackson. He is the artistic and executive director for the Milwaukee Film Festival, which will be starting just shortly. We're going to take a quick break. And then, Jonathan, one of the things that I've enjoyed in the past is um, going to the Oriental, taking my grandkids. There's all kinds of wonderful films that they can see, going over to Ma Fisher's to eat, going across to get some ice cream or, I mean, to make an event, to mm-hmm. make it a day. And there are so many wonderful um, different films for children. And so we'll take a break and let's talk about that whole big education piece and the importance of, of having that as part of our film festival as well. With that, we'll be right back. Welcome to Money Sense. Today is Jonathan Jackson. He is the artistic and executive director for the Milwaukee Film Festival, and we are just uh, it, closing in on, on starting the Milwaukee Film Festival. In a, October eighteenth. October eighteenth. And when we left the last segment, we talked about for the kids and as a grandparent and having children you know education is so important and this is a way of exposing not only yourself but exposing your children to to ideas that that they hadn't ever thought about and you know i one of the proudest things uh that i have associated with the festival is is the strength of our youth and family programming and, you know, it was after a couple of years of running the festival, we showed a, a documentary about a girls rock camp, a, a rock camp for young girls and, and teens to attend. And there were a lot of youth that came to that showing. And I was just like, oh, wow, maybe we could actually get families to come to the film festival. So we now have a whole section in the festival called Rated K for Kids. Um, and this is for families, for grandparents and children, for for youth to attend, and for parents and children. And what's helpful about it is we identify the age ranges for each film. We say ages 3 and up, ages 6 and up, ages 10 and up. So you really know uh, what age range a film might be best suited for. Uh, we work with educators to select all these movies and to put together the shorts programs. And really the shorts programs in the Rated K for Kids programs are some of the most popular. They sell out often. You have a shorts program that's like one five-minute film back-to-back with several other five-minute films to make up about a 60-minute program. And I, I find it helps with the attention spans of, mm-hmm. of, of youth today, but... You know, last year, I uh, took my, my two-year-old son to his first screening ever, cheated a little bit. Uh, he went to the kids' short size small, which is for ages three and up, but he's, he's pretty advanced, so he could handle it. <laughs> um, but it's such a delight to go and make even the festival the first cinematic experience for, for youth. Uh, so there's three shorts programs. It's kids' shorts size small, size medium, and size large. And then there's several feature films as well. And I really, a true standout of the entire film festival this year is a film called Supa Moto, 
which is for ages 10 and up. Uh, but this is a film for anybody. It is literally, I think, the most heartwarming film of 2018. Uh, and it's a film set primarily in Kenya. And it's about a nine-year-old uh, terminally ill boy who is obsessed with action movies and dreams of becoming a superhero. And the film itself looks at how a whole village bands together um, to actually create an action film uh, for her to enjoy. And really an extraordinary film. There's a couple of great animated films, Mary and the Witch's Flower, The Big Bad Fox, and other tales. Uh, but really the Rated K for Kids program is 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 a celebration for all ages and one I'll certainly be excited to bring my kids to at the film festival. And as you said earlier, one of the thing, one of the beauties of supporting the Milwaukee Film Festival is that this is a festival that works with youth all year round. And you know, one exciting new program in the festival this year that people can enjoy uh, enjoy and go to, and that speaks to that is our teen screen. Um, and so this this is a new four film program in the festival for teens and adults. And what's unique about it is that we worked all summer with a group of about 10 teens to pick these movies to show in the festival. So these are teens sharing films for the entire audience of Milwaukee. Uh, that these are films that they think are topical for their experience and, and their viewpoint on the world. Uh, these teens are also our teen ambassadors, and so they're working to spread the word about the film festival in the entire community of Milwaukee to try and increase teen viewership at the festival. One of the films I would point to is a documentary called Personal Statement, and it's following three college-bound uh, uh, high school seniors who are trying to work to create stronger personal statements as part of the admission process through their entire school and beyond. But really inspiring film and informative for any teens who are in the process of or thinking about uh, going to college. Uh, but excited about that teen screen program. And then, you know, we also do education screenings uh, in the festival. So these are private, can't attend, but know that this year, close to 9,000 students will attend private school group screenings with education curriculum created for them uh, at the Oriental Theater. Uh, and this is a program annually that is oversold. We have to turn uh, schools away from it. Um, but you'll have 1,000 youth, um, goes first through third grade, fourth through sixth grade, sixth through eighth in high school. And they see a movie with their classmates and with youth from throughout the entire community of Milwaukee. Uh, they talk about the film with the subject of the documentary or the director. And then uh, they have curriculum that they do after the screening with their teachers. And it's just a great way to use film as a tool to you know, allow youth who might not be able to to sort of travel the world and see a film set in a different landscape around the world. Uh, and and to be excited and, and entertained and, and enriched by movies. The uh, opening night film I shared, uh, Science Fair, that'll be one of the films uh, that's going to screen to fourth through sixth graders. And, you know, you know what we hope with that is inspires more science mm -hmm. learning activity, even Science Fair competitions in the local area here in Milwaukee. And I know you have one that uh, we're going to be watching, which is Sammy Davis Jr., I've Got to Be Me. And there again, you know, we all know Sammy Davis and we know the Rat Pack, but this is really his life and his struggles and becoming famous and successful. And so there's... 
there's things for everybody and a lot of music. Oh, we we love music <laughs> films at the Milwaukee Film Festival and uh, the Sammy Davis Jr. I've Got to Be Me film is uh, fascinating, uh, very topical, uh, and it's part of our Black Lens lineup. Our Black Lens program is a program now in its fifth year that focuses on spotlighting the work of African-American filmmakers. And the program has become one of the leading programs of its kind in the country. It's now supported by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, which puts on the Oscars. Uh, HBO is a proud supporter of the program now. And what's exciting about the Black Lens program is is nearly every single film, the filmmakers come, often the subjects of the films come. And a true highlight this year is the film Sammy Davis Jr., I've Gotta Be Me. Incredible footage from throughout his career. Uh, he's an entertainer like no other. And he also broke incredible boundaries for an actor of color uh, and a singer of color and a performer of color. And, and what you also learn, though, and you might not have known, is he constantly was straddling a line with all audiences, with white audiences, with black audiences, and others where he was alienating himself to everyone yes. <laughs> at different times. He didn't fit in anywhere. Nobody, yeah. And, and learning about that and seeing that and seeing that through the lens of, you know, what's going on today in the country is is pretty fascinating and, um, you know, really proud to present a film like that um, and to connect on that in Milwaukee with the, the Black Lens program that's truly becoming a, a nationally leading program for the celebration of black cinema. And I know in addition to that, that the Milwaukee Film Festival helps uh, many of these um, artistic individuals who are creating films to um, have awards made and to help them financially mm-hmm. to really um, take off and, and your work with the universities in Milwaukee and Madison to really help filmmakers. And this is one of the ways that we keep current. I mean, it's the filmmakers that are finding all these little things that are helping us to be current as to what's really happening in the world. And having a vibrant film community, it's it's a core skill and technology now for any community to have. The way we communicate now is, whether we like it or not, is quite a bit through the Internet and through social media and through email as a brand, as a person, as a company. And it's static images is not the way stories are told anymore. It's moving images. And if we as a community in Milwaukee or as a state in Wisconsin don't invest in and grow our communication bandwidth, our ability to tell stories for for artistic purposes, for communication purposes, uh, as a brand or a company, that's going to be a gap for our community. And what we try to do through principally the Milwaukee Filmmaker Alliance is invest in, support, and grow the whole filmmaking community in Milwaukee, whether it's independent and artistic or whether it's a person embedded in a corporation uh, telling a brand story or a video or making a commercial, this is a vital industry for Milwaukee and our community and for the talent of our future here. My guest today is Jonathan Jackson. He is the Artistic and Executive Director for Milwaukee Film. Stay tuned because we're going to tell you how to get those tickets. It starts on October 18th, runs through the end of the month, and it is a lineup like no other. And with that, we'll be right back. 
Money Sense. I'm Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor for the Ellenbecker Investment Group. If you'd like to know more, go to ellenbecker.com. My guest today is Jonathan Jackson, the artistic director and executive director for the Milwaukee Film and it is just going to be an amazing, fantastic season, starting um, October 18th, running through the end of the month. And Jonathan, when we look at the Milwaukee Film Festival, there's such a, 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 a embedded history in, in Milwaukee. And, you know, it's an incredible history. And one of the unique aspects of Milwaukee Film Festival is how strong the filmmaking is from Milwaukee uh, from Wisconsin and how much it is celebrated and attended in the festival. Uh, people really adore the program called Cream City Cinema. That is our showcase for local filmmakers. Um, there's two shorts programs, uh, which you see just an incredible diversity of talent. Um, there's a really fun program that I love that showcases both the music t- talent and the film talent in the community. It's called the Milwaukee Music Video Show. There's also a youth program for anyone 18 and under called the Milwaukee Youth Show. And then there's great feature films that you can see. Uh, One film that will be a a hot ticket at the festival this year, an incredible story of a Medal of Honor recipient. It's a documentary about Captain Lance Peter Sijon, and it uh, covers the unbelievable yet true circumstances that led uh, him to be a Medal of Honor recipient. Um, what I would say is critical about the festival experience and exciting, it's interacting with filmmakers. This year, there'll be over 200 filmmakers attending the festival. Uh, those are international filmmakers. There are uh, filmmakers from throughout the entire country and local filmmakers. And being able to talk to the artists about the work they've created, interacted, that's where so much of the buzz and the special film experience comes from. And as I had shared, Milwaukee Film now runs a trade association for filmmaking called the Milwaukee Filmmaker Alliance. We're advocating for the industry. We're investing in it. We're trying to help on issues like tax policy for the industry. We're training filmmakers how uh, to best work with actors or how to get distribution for their film, um, how to pitch a film, and really give people a reason to stay here in Milwaukee and Wisconsin and to show that we can have an industry here. What we're just thrilled about is a new entity uh, that is actually officially opening its doors in October of this year is called No Studios. Uh, No Studios is an independent business. It was founded, owned by uh, Chris Abley, County Executive of Milwaukee, and John Ridley. John Ridley, Oscar-winning filmmaker. Uh, He wrote the screenplay for 12 Years a Slave, grew up here in Milwaukee, and in an effort to further grow in and invest in the industry, the film industry and the arts in southeastern Wisconsin, um, John and Chris have partnered to create a new creative hub in Milwaukee. It's in the former Pabst Brewery Complex. Uh, Milwaukee Film is an anchor tenant of the space. We have about 8,000 square feet in a 40,000 square foot building. Uh, But No Studios is going to be activated as a space uh, for the community year-round and will be a, uh, a a really unique way and a really visible way to celebrate the arts uh, in southeastern Wisconsin as part of the festival. Uh, John will be in town, I know, on October 20th. Uh, he's also bringing along a, a very famous uh, friend of his, an actress, 
uh, Felicity Huffman, uh, who's been an Oscar nominee. In the past, they're going to do a bunch of exciting programming um, for uh, the industry here uh, and to really showcase what what can happen in Milwaukee and through No Studios. Uh, part of this growth of the industry and um, seeing the talent here is the connection to the universities, UWM, uh, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, uh, the great program at Marquette, Myad, and more, and they're all participating in this industry. What's key, as anyone knows, is, you know, how do I engage in the festival? Yes. Number one thing, uh, online, the website is your best resource and tool, mkefilm.org. Uh, you can purchase tickets there. You can learn about how best to navigate the festival. We try to help pick movies for you to see in the festival um you know anyone can purchase a pass which you just show up 15 minutes prior to any show and you can go see a movie and then every film you can purchase individual tickets regular screenings for adults are $12 uh for seniors uh $11 uh and if you're a member of Milwaukee Film uh it's $10 for the youth programming children are only $6 uh, so all in all, over the 15 days of the festival, there's nearly um, 500 different events and engagements that you can participate in. Uh, and we just really hope and encourage everyone to engage in the festival throughout. Um, you can pick up program books for the film festival at any of the venues. Uh, the venues, the Oriental Theater, the Avalon Theater, the Time Cinema, Fox Bay Cinema Grill, the Jan Sear Studio Cinema, all have program books for the festival, and you can find them throughout the community and perhaps even at the EIG offices. Yes, you can. <laughs> that is for certain. You know, Jonathan, we just have, uh, I think, around five minutes or so left, and when you talk about the city, you eyes just brighten up and what do we see for the future i mean we've we've got the we've got the beautiful theater and we've got the programming but now you've got 365 days to do this do you see um what does that look like so at the oriental theater is we want to build a true year-round cinema cultural institution uh that will incorporate showing some of the best films of the year you know currently at the oriental theater you can go see the wife uh, incredible film starring uh, Glenn Close, you know, she went for an Oscar nomination for her performance. We also opened with uh, Spike Lee's film, Black Klansman, another Oscar uh, frontrunner. So you'll see some of these best films of the year show at the Oriental Theater. Uh, but then also what we intend to do is to do um, mini film festivals throughout the year, celebrating different subject matters, different cultures, different ideas to create, you know, community experiences and special experiences. Uh, We also love doing live events. Uh, We had a really fun show in August where uh, hip-hop icon RZA, one of the founders of Wu-Tang Clan, and their primary producer came and live-scored this kung fu classic (laughs) film that was a true inspiration to him. Uh, In November, we have another quirky live accompaniment that we're planning which is a screening of a horror film, uh, iconic cult classic uh, called Suspiria, with the band that performed the original score to it, Goblin, uh, actually performing it live in the theater at the Oriental Theater. So a great sort of post-Halloween horror film experience. But what we want to do year-round is really build a stronger culture 
of film going and film learning and film experience year round. And then again, it all leads up to the festival. And we have a strategic plan for the festival that, you know, we think in a span of about five years, we think, we hope the Milwaukee Film Festival will be mentioned in the same breath as some of the other leading festivals in the country, whether it's the Tribeca Film Festival or the South by Southwest Film Festival or the Sundance Film Festival. We think we have that potential here in Milwaukee with the anchor now of the Oriental Theater, which I think is one of the best cinemas in the world. So when people are listening and thinking, wow, would I like to get involved in that, Jonathan? How can they volunteer? What does that look like? How can people who really are interested in film participate? Uh, you know, best way to engage is you can do it all through the website, mkefilm.org. Uh, membership is a great way to support the organization, and it has incredible perks like free movies throughout the year. Um, there's even a level of membership where you get free popcorn whenever you want. You can just <laughs> walk into the Oriental Theater and get it, uh, which is a, a, a fun perk. <laughs> uh, but then volunteering. We'll have several hundred volunteers work during the 15 days of the festival and more year-round. Uh, you can find this all clearly labeled online, mkefilm.org. Uh, we would not survive or run without our great volunteers on site at the Oriental Theater, our volunteers like our members of the board of directors like you, Karen, uh, and others. And, you know, it's a true community undertaking. Well, I have to say that I do get free popcorn. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there is nothing like the popcorn at the Oriental Theater. That is the old fashion popcorn maker it's fresh real it's butter hot. it's real, real butter, butter and it is absolutely fantastic jonathan i guess i'm just going to have you again one more time um if people are interested they can go to mkefilm.org one of my most favorite things um, with the film festival is walking up and seeing the line of people and everybody chit-chatting and talking about the films and people coming people coming out of the theater you get to grade the film as to how much you enjoy it, which is really a fun thing to do. And, you know, mkefilm.org, best place to learn about the films. Again, over 300 films in the festival, um, so many for all the community to enjoy. Raucous comedies, heartfelt <laughs> dramas, smart, interesting documentaries. You know, it's truly a festival that we try to build for the entire community of Milwaukee, and it all starts on October 18th. Yep, and it goes all the way till October... November 1st. November 1st. November 1st this year. So my guest today is Artistic Director and Executive Director Jonathan Jackson for the Milwaukee Film. And as always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and your financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. And do go to the film festival. It is promises to be an absolutely incredible experience. Enjoy the weekend. Bye-bye.